And welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Danger Givenisi. And today, <laughs> we're uh, going to talk seriously about podcasting gear. Um, joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. How's business, man? Hey-o! Hey-o! Um, excellent. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Real creative. Um, we're talking about podcasting gear today because... Uh, I selfishly wanted to know. Yep. And all of my gear that I have was suggested by you like five years ago. Yep. And I mean, there is dust so deeply in all the components of everything. Yeah. I need I need new. Okay, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna get you set up because this is this is for and I'm, this is gonna be for serious podcasters. Like this is not if you're just getting started. This is if you're. I mean, unless it's, this can be if you're just getting started. And but if you're getting started and really want to do it, like you you know you're gonna be doing it for a while. This is. The best. For, well, I mean, I'm expecting yes. the best that I can buy, and for what it's worth, like I, I don't know if you could see this <laughs> right here. <laughs> there, there is soundproof, like foam. Yeah, and I literally have it wrapped around my mic. And when I did ads for Listen Money Matters, I made myself a soundproof box cave. So just not doing that would like, be a you big just improvement. Stuck it over your head. Yeah, and on the side. I, I think I showed you. It, it was That's insane. Mm. Yeah, we're going to fix all that. Um, but before we get too deep into the weeds, uh, I want to talk about today's excellent sponsor, Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math. And Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out that's moneylab.co slash pro that's the that's the sponsor section of our show uh just be yeah real transparent here okay that was the that was the sponsor part and now uh i want to talk about what i labeled housekeeping um what are you currently working on in your business man like what are you doing What's going, I, what's going am, on in the, in the List of Money Matters world? Or, or not writing, List of Money Matters. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Yeah, so um, 
I uh, have a 20% time project, which is probably more like a 35% time project. And I'm writing ridiculously detailed specs for my developer to help me. Build what? Lasso. Which is? A plugin. Do we want to tell anybody? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could tell them. It's fine. Like, they won't be able to get it <clears throat> until, yeah. you know. But it's uh, actually, and, and I'll, I'll even I'll tell them how they could get it if they want to get all it. All right, go for it. So you can't get it, <laughs> but but in uh, hopefully, if I fulfill my promise within the next three or ish weeks, it will be deployed on this Money Matters and Swim University, mm-hmm. or at least test sites. Yeah. And then phase two will be uh, it will be deployed to. If they're interested, all the people who have purchased Ernest. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, it is an evolution of, um, or that is that is the hope. Um, and if you and I, we could talk about it. Well, another I mean, time, I can whatever. give a little bit more context because I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever mentioned Ernest on the show specifically. But um, last year, I developed a plugin with a friend. And we did it in 40 days as a Money Lab experiment to like develop and sell a WordPress plugin. And it's a plugin that I sort of developed, kind of like semi-developed three years prior. That was for tracking affiliate links and displaying mm. affiliate links in WordPress posts. And did anyone like compel you to do this? Yeah, one person in particular. Uh, I don't really talk to him anymore. He's kind of a dick, and I hate him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Three, like three or four years ago, when I when I mm. did it, like a shitty, shitty version on on uh, Swim University, and it was like, complete- Andrew, it's so hard. Shut up and do you it, did. Matt. Shut up. <laughs> you pushed me to do it. It wasn't even a plugin. I just built it manually into the WordPress theme. Like it was mm. gross. Uh, I eventually turned it into a plugin. Then I eventually teamed up with a developer to build uh, what it what became Ernest. Uh, Ernest spelled earn IST because I thought that was clever and it still is. I do. I still like it, but um, yeah. So, so we're basically uh, Ernest is going to become lasso in a way. Mm-hmm. So lasso is a, a much more in depth, uh, bigger, well, more thought out uh, version of affiliate, mar- affiliate link management and tracking and, it things. is everything that I wish I had and what you wish you had for our businesses yeah. so that we could make more money. Essentially. We basically just read another ad. So that was sec- sponsor number two. <laughs> Ernest. Ernest. Get it. You, if you buy it, uh, you'll be in the first phase of people who get it before it's able yeah. to be bought. Moneylab.co slash Ernest. Get it now. Or wait. <clears throat> <laughs> up to you um yeah so that use promo code danger <laughs> use promo code yeah, you can't you can only use that for the seo course uh but that's yeah i mean that's that's a big change that's that's happening on the money lab side of things um i just upgraded money lab to php7 what <laughs> so how much work did it involve for you or did you just have to test ferociously yeah and- so I use I use WP Engine for my hosting, and I installed their PHP seven compatibility checker plugin. Ran the check, a couple of errors came back from a couple of plugins that weren't mine. Really, what the hell are you supposed to do about that? Like, what do you do? Mm. I don't know what to do. So I was so 
yeah, I just I just messaged them and said I want to upgrade to PHP seven, and they basically did it in fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, it was super easy. Yeah, when I did it, uh, so so their checker thing, yeah. actually ch- it checks all the code, but people write their plugins that'll work on PHP five point six and PHP seven, mm-hmm. and so their checker will fail, right? If it sees, you know, or it'll give an, a warning. Yeah, they just they just they just suggest that you use the checker, and I and then mm-hmm. they'll ask you, and I said, yeah, I used it, and they're like, all right, great, all right, we'll we'll upgrade you, and I mean for me. The thing I noticed the most is that WordPress, the WordPress backend is just faster. Yeah. I, like, like whoa. The biggest, thing, the biggest problem I had, or one of the big problems that I have with Money Lab specifically is I have posts that are 10,000 plus words because I update the same post over and over again as I do experiments. So I have posts that are I mean, even upwards of like 16,000 words. And I, I write in WordPress. I don't write in mm. any other software. And sometimes I'll, I'll be typing in those posts and it it takes like a second for the sentence to actually register on the screen so it's just really annoying but i think now that i'm using php 7 it's like it's just faster who knows it is so much faster i I switched because the team was complaining that it was taking so long for pay like they would like i need to edit a post and they click on posts you know go get a coffee i type in the thing i'm looking for you know Bad. Yeah, so that that's one thing. Um, I mean, it's not a real big thing that I did, but uh, one of the next projects that I want to work on is improving the page speed of Money Lab. It's on my list of things to do. And I mean, we have like super big plans for Money Lab coming up um, that we were talking about to do with pot to do you know specifically to do with this podcast. We don't have the details uh, planned out yet, but obviously, I will. Uh, I'll record them and let people know what's going on there and obviously if you're signed up for the email list you will know for sure uh yeah i'm just building more um course based products stuff like that in the future um Hmm. and yeah swim university is just cranking along we're going to be doing some more stuff over there too just like we're adding new content every week which we haven't been doing for like the past year and a half so (laughs) yeah just a lot of a lot of things going on what, what about those courses you were making for Listen Money Matters? Ooh, those are in the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, that's something that I – come on, man. I have so much shit to do. Ugh. <laughs> my life. Any chance to hold your feet to the fire. It's just it's yeah, my – please, please do. All right, dude. Let's talk about podcasting gear because we did an episode about how we market a podcast – I kind of want to focus on like the actual gear that I use, you use, that I recommend people use. Uh, I get asked about this a lot. Uh, and I also kind of want to dive a little bit into our process of actually podcasting, like how we actually yeah, podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and this is going to be kind of meta, so, you know, mm. whatever. I guess it's it was meta the last time we did it. But, um, yeah, so selfishly, you wanted to know. Like, you want to upgrade your shit, basically. So when we first started podcasting, yeah. I had I think it was like an all tech Lansing or some something like that. Like some <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't I don't know. It's like some some mic that had a USB plug. It had like a little tripod baby tripod thing. Uh-huh. And I think it cost like thirty dollars okay. on Amazon. Yeah. And I don't remember uh, that. Then Yeah, it was it was really it was wicked cheap. You're like, oh yeah, just get this, whatever. Cool, I got it. And now I have this 
arm that extends from the side of my thing, yep. and I have this this box that blinks lights and has all these knobs and buttons on it. That's two and knobs. Any, no, it has it has five knobs okay. and four buttons. And any time a knob ever changes, I get like really freaked out no because I don't doing. really know why they're there. So I have I have like things on it so I know where the knob should be at. Really? And That's yeah. I, I know the one uh it says phones. <laughs> And that that that's the volume in my the headphones. my earphones yeah, earphones yeah <laughs> grandpa and then I I have this mic I have this wa- like really thick wire mm-hmm. a, a pop screen yep pop screen and um I have this we also got me this like cage that the mic sits on a shock so mount. I, yep. I I guess like in case of an earthquake <laughs> I will still sound like- well okay so what you what you have is you so when we did. List of Money Matters back in, you know, three or four years ago. I guess you started out with a mic that was shitty that you mentioned. I don't even remember that, to be honest. And I had a... For like 10 episodes, or 10, 100 episodes, probably like, I'm like a golden eagle. Yeah. I had a... After I got this... So, yeah. So, I had a boom arm that was like mounted to the desk. Mm. And it, you know, it was... Um, I, I actually bought the the boom arm that I had. I don't have the same one anymore. From uh, on eBay or not eBay, fucking Amazon. <laughs> Who uses eBay? Uh, but <laughs> what are you eighty? Yeah, I did a podcast in two thousand six uh, called the Arctic Fox, and it was just me and like three of my friends, and we would do it. Oh my god, it's twenty eighteen. We're still talking about the Arctic Fox. Yeah, dude. Okay, tell me about the Arctic Fox. I did this podcast, <laughs> and we actually set up this like my friend. We went to we did it at my friend's apartment. He was like uh, he did music. So he had a bunch of a bunch of mics, and we bought these boom arms and stuck them to the table, and basically had like a roundtable style podcast, like classic stuff. And we would do we only did fifteen episodes, but it was so much fun. And actually, I was just back home in Philadelphia, and we were listening to an episode, like crying our eyes out, laughing because it was just like a uh, a roundtable. It's of like a, a super throwback too for you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's what really why we were laughing, right? And we did actually we had this bit. Oh man, I can't believe we did this. And so <laughs> we were cracking up because I would I, like we had the, we had phones hooked up so we could like take calls. We oh, had okay. uh, a soundboard. Did so people we, call in? No, well, we'd had yeah. So we would have our friends call in, like who knew that we were doing the show. Um, mm. But we just had we had access to do that, and then we had a soundboard. So my friend would just sit, my I have one friend dedicated to just playing sound effects the whole time, <laughs> and I was the host, and then my one friend Ron was like the wittier one and actually could play song like he could play any song you tell him to do on a piano he had a piano and he had an acoustic guitar like near him at all times and we had the piano hooked up into the system and and so we had we played this game and my friend matt was uh was there he was like the co-host and my we were playing this game where we would pick up my dad was on the other line like because i was we were recording it at my house at the time my dad was Mm -hmm. on the other line talking to somebody and we would pick up the phone right and my dad would just be in the middle of a conversation with another guy, like talking about, you know, he does kitchen design. And so we would pick up the phone, wait till he says a sentence, and then shut the phone off. And then we would have to complete his sentence. And, and <laughs> so, and like we did like dumb shit like that. And we did a one where, you know, my friend was at, he was working at Wawa, which is like a convenience store. And mm. we called him at work and we were just, 
we were just dictating to him what he should say to the customers, like while he was on the phone. <laughs> so it was just you know like, but you could hear him. Like I was just we we had a decent setup. Um, but we bought these boom arms, long story short, and they were like those old lamps you have on the desk with like the spring on it. You know, those old yeah, like metal yeah. lamps. It was it was built off of one of those. So you could actually oh. hear the springs like popping on this thing when you moved it around. It was insane. Yours doesn't have springs? No, the, one the new one now? I have. Yeah, so you bought the same one that I – we both had the same boom arm. We both had the same um, – mic because i because that was it was the mic that my dad had bought me for recording vocals so i was just mm. like hey let's both be on the same exact microphone so it sounds the same and we both used uh we used different audio interfaces but to talk about the microphone you're using a rode ntx something it has a little gold circle yeah, on the front. Which dictates that that's the front of the microphone. So um, that is a vocal mic, and it is a condenser vocal mic. There are two types of mics. There's, there's condenser mics and dynamic mics. Okay. And I feel like you've explained this to me a million times. I think I've asked Thomas a million times. Yeah. I, I, what is the difference and why, what I, – I just don't get so, it. So, I mean, my, my kind of base understanding of it is – a condenser mic is is more used to record the sound and ambience or ambience of a room, right? So mm. it's it's omnidirectional in its pickups, and it's very sensitive. So it picks up a lot of you know ambient noise in a room, and it, and it makes vocals sound like crystal clear, like very almost like an, on a, more of the high end, like very tinny. Mm. Um, so it's it is a good vocal mic. But only if you're in a very sound dense room, like a vocal booth with a lot of like padding. Right. Being in a room that you're in right now with ten foot ceilings and hardwood floors, and you know, it, it sounds like you're in a gymnasium because it picks up everything around you. Yeah. Okay. We had a, like a carpet. Yeah. And we, we used to have foam on the walls. Yep. And... Oh yeah, the old when you were at your old place, we had to we bought a yeah. bunch of foam. Now that was before like I really. Uh, and, and I think the mic, it was like a hundred bucks. Like it's pretty inexpensive. Um, I want to say it was maybe, maybe closer to 200. No, maybe, no maybe way. in between that might, Oh, maybe 150. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we our, our goal at the time was just to have the same setup. And nowadays, um, I would opt people to get a dynamic microphone, which is a, unidirectional mic meaning you point the mic at something it will pick up only what you where you point it and nothing and it'll, it'll minimize the sound around it so mm. um shotgun mics are a good example of well actually i think shotgun mics might be like uh unidirectional condensers go ahead i just want to say that i looked up when i bought this mic uh-huh. and it was a package that came with the mic the pop screen a wire and the bouncy cage, and it's it's the Rode NT1A yep. anniversary vocal condenser, and it's two twenty eight ninety nine on Whoa. Prime. Damn, that is expensive. Yeah, yeah it's a nice mic. I, I, I mean, it's a nice mic. Good for vocals. Again, you got to be in a sound dense room for it to like not pick up the rest of the room. Mm. Um, but like, so, so you were saying, sorry, dynamic. So, so yeah, it's, so, it's so, omnidirectional. Yeah, so so. Well, no. So dynamic mics are unidirectional, meaning like uh, oh, right, right. you point it at something, 
and it will only pick up what you pointed at. It won't pick up the – it'll minimize the ambient sound around it. So this is why dynamic mics are great for podcasting because you literally have to talk directly into the mic and it doesn't – I mean it'll still pick up the room but not nearly as much as a condenser. Like I have this thing that's so big in front of my face. Yeah. No one knows what half my face is doing. Yeah. And then it's so big, I can't see my keyboard. Like, I, I almost don't know. So I have to, like, literally look right. outside to, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a problem. Uh, and, you know, I, my, my explanation of condenser and dynamic mics is super basic and probably slightly incorrect. But all you really need to know is that you want a dynamic mic because it – it, it, it picks up the ambient noise less, the ambient noise mm. less, which is what you want. You want it to sound like you're in a booth, right? It's like, burr, 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 burr. Okay. So um, <laughs> a lot of people uh, use – I know that I get – what was like the podcasting mic that everyone was like? The Blue Yeti. The Blue Yeti. Fuck that thing. Um, the oh, the Helix. So Somebody was too. like the Helix mic. I'm like, fuck that too. Um yeah, I just and so the mic that I use, I use two of them. If I'm traveling, mm-hmm. I use the ATR twenty one hundred. All right, one second. ATR. Are you twenty one? I'm. I have Amazon open okay. because I'm going to be adding this stuff in. Yeah, I'm not telling you to buy. Ah, this sorry, I said Ars Technica or something. I, what I got is Audio Technica, Audio and Technica. it literally shows up because mine's the Audio Technica. Oh, that's what you use portably. Yeah. Oh, I was I was like, oh my god, this looks exactly. This is the one that I had okay. originally. Yep. So that's a uh, dynamic mic. The reason I love it is it's like seventy bucks, eighty bucks, right? Mm. It's USB, so you can plug it directly in your computer, and it's XLR, which is the microphone cable, so you can use it, you know, with an audio oh, yeah. interface. It does both. It is kind of like. It has, I think it has some like effects kind of built into it. Like it, it, it does, it definitely amplifies. Uh, but it is just, it's just so good. It's just such a good microphone. I do want to say that when I was using it, um, we did have to add what we got like uh, a foam, like I guess pop screen thing yes. that goes on top of the mic. Because I was like peeking all over the place. Yeah, the, the the only issue with it is it doesn't come with a pop screen. Mm. So and I want to say it was like ten dollars. Yeah, I mean dish. you can literally buy like a foam piece of foam at like the guitar store or like guitar center or even on Amazon for like two bucks that just fits over the mic and that's pretty much all you need. You actually don't need a pop screen. You need um oh right like a foam like a cover. cover over it. Mm. Uh, but I absolutely use it. For I still use it for podcasting. Actually, a lot of the episodes that we've done on this show, my other mic is an ATR twenty one hundred, hmm. and it's really hard to tell the difference between that mic and the mic that I'm on now, which is the SM seven B. SM seven B. It's made by Shure S H U R E. Ah, and that's going to be a little pretty. bit more expensive. And it's S H U R E. Yes. How much is it? Uh, so it has, it has four ninety nine as a list price crossed out, and it says three ninety nine. Damn, that went um, up. So I, yeah, but I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, twenty percent off on buying it today. I was gonna buy it today, anyways. Yeah, so that's Thank the you, mic Amazon. that I'm using. 
Uh, apparently, it's the mic that Michael Jackson used to record his seminal album, Thriller. No shit. Yeah. It is the mic that if you watch Joe Rogan's show, he uses it. Mm-hmm. If you watch like any like live streaming podcast, H3H3, Comedy Bang Bang, all the big guys. Like all the uh, – I would imagine all of the – actually, we can even look up pictures of like the Gimlet Media Studios – Mm. They're all using this mic. So why? Okay. So my first question would be like, you have someone like Joe Rogan who has 11 billion listeners sure. and he's like the hugest, he's like, I don't know, the second largest podcast yeah. or something in iTunes. Why isn't he using something that's like, I don't know, thousands of dollars? No, because this is the mic. This is it. It's an awesome so, mic. There's, I mean, you can pay up to like, you. there's mics that up to $500 and that's mm. pretty much where they kind of max out. Oh, okay. I mean, you can get mics that are even more. Exp- it just doesn't. St- it doesn't get any better. At mm. least from my. I mean, I've I've personally used a five hundred dollar uh, vocal mic growing up when we record vocals. It was pretty nice. The road that you're sitting on, the road that you're you're speaking on right now, to mm. me, sounds exactly the same as that five hundred dollar mic. So, mm. and and I'll be honest, like even this mic, the 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 SM seven B, sounds pretty pretty damn close to the ATR 2100. Mm. But this is just a more professional mounted mic for podcasting. Okay. Hold on a sec. Because I I added this into my cart and then it's like, do you want like something protection? And I was like, hell no. No. Um, But then it it asked me, I guess it knows that I need like a wire. And so it gave me two choices. Yep. And actually, I don't know if it's included in the box, but it says top accessories customers bought with this item. Yep. And I literally like blasted it in my face. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I want to see what you subscribe to. So there's one that's the Mogami Gold Studio XLR microphone cable. Da 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 da. I guess it has gold pins or something, and it's thirty nine ninety. Yeah. And then right below it is the Amazon Basics XLR. Da 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 da. Look, and it's even—it's actually twice as long, and it's five ninety-nine. Yeah, um, I, I, I think, um, I think it's—it's it's important to have good mic, good mic cables. Um, but also, I've never—I've had mic cables go bad before, mm-hmm. and I'll just say that because I actually think that my mic cable is bad, or one of my connectors is bad. We were talking one time, yeah, and, and I was like, okay, let me like move a wire, yeah. and it was like. Yeah, so um, I know Monster makes pretty good mic cables. Uh, so you would say, like, I would say if you're go gonna, yeah, I mean, don't go. I mean, don't go nuts with it. But yeah, I think having a good mic cable would be good. Um, I've seen recommendations for uh, Rapico Horizon or Rapco Horizon um, it, on specific websites, but I would say that Monster is always a good one. And so, what would I look for? So it'd be like Monster X. Uh, like what? What? What is the name of the cable? That oh, it's, I a, made? it's an XLR. So okay, so but Monster. Yeah. So here's the deal, and and mm. um, let me just make sure that they even sell XLRs. I'm sure they do. But if you you don't want to spend, yeah. So five ninety nine versus forty dollars, you can clearly see that there's a difference, right? Like. Mm. We're talking about two different, you know, quality of, of mic cables. So 
I would say probably go somewhere in between that. And I, I guess so. My my thought is. Um, I don't need to get the one that's like the most expensive just because I'm a sucker. Right. But this is literally my business. Yeah. Uh, I need something that's that's awesome that I just don't have to think about. You know. Yeah. So I would pay somewhere in the middle of those two prices. So there's there's one that I see. It's a, a Hosa H O S A. Sure. Does that name sound for? No. I mean, the only uh, one that I really know is Monster. So. Okay. And I, All right, cool. To be honest, I mean, like cables are kind of boring anyway. Yeah, they're super boring. I'll just get like a so a yeah. Monster Cable does make one, and it's thirty four dollars. So there's your, you know, mm. I mean they're good. My they're good. They're a good cable company. Uh, not like uh, you know, Comcast. But <laughs> so yeah, my cables are semi important. But the real important thing for the SM seven B is a cloud activator. Okay. So that is like either a hundred bucks or hundred and fifty bucks, and it should have been recommended with that mic. Did it? So, uh, um, one sec. On that page, it is. It is actually. Yeah. So it's the. Cl- and it says frequently bought together. Yep. And it looks like it has. It has a Rode PS1 swivel mount boom arm. Well, so no, do you see cloud microphone CL1 cloud lifter one channel mic activator? I do. And and so okay. This is it looks really tiny. Yep. Like a look it's like a little blue box. Uh, like I would say four AA batteries batteries in like a square. Yep. It almost it's a, looks it's a like. square blue box. And I have well go ahead. I have this huge black box called an Onyx Blackjack. Right. That that I plug my mic in does this replace that no so here's where now we're like you're getting ahead but it's okay sorry sorry no, sorry. no, no. i guess I, I don't understand like why i need this yep or yeah well okay so why do i need this? okay so what you're describing is an audio interface and all that does it's it takes your xlr cable or any audio equipment that you would plug in and it converts mm. it into usb ah, right it's ultimately oh, okay. what it's doing it's like literally I need something like that to get it into my computer. Correct. Okay, fair. So you so the Onyx that you have doesn't need to be replaced. That is perfectly fine cuz all you really needed to do is go into your computer. You need to take your 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 you know your almost like analogy microphone and the Onyx or any audio interface a popular one right now is the Scarlett. Uh it's called the uh, Scarlett uh, Focusrite Scarlett 2i4 is a, is a pretty popular one. It's Whoa, sp- spell that. F- f- uh, Focusrite R- one, is one word. Focus, Focus R-I-T-E. R- R-I-T. Ah, Scarlett what? Uh, I think this one's, it, it might, whatever the newest one is. So I see one that says Scarlett Solo or 2i2. Yeah, so, it, it, yeah, you can get the Solo which would basically just allow you to plug in one microphone into your computer, which is really all you need because all you do is one mic. I see, I see the, the 2i2 just has, I guess, room for two mics. Right. Mm. So you're saying I could replace this beast of a whatever thing that I don't like on my desk with this. This is... Yes, you could. But okay, the Onyx is pretty good. I mean, you have a you have it's made by Mackie, which is uh, a very reputable mixing board company. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I think it's one of the, the best interfaces out there. Which one do you use? So I use a Mackie 8-channel mixing board. Oh, so you have like an insane yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is almost, it's, it's basically unnecessary for, for uh, what <laughs> I do. Uh, but I, you know, yeah, I still have it. So, so, so here's, the, here's the thing. Um, wait, 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 wait hold up, because I, I, I have questions even back. Okay, but yeah. On this Scarlet, uh, Focusrite Scarlet Solo that I would get, Yep. Um, it has, it, I, I mean, this is what I care about, or I guess it has less knobs on it, <laughs> so I, I feel like I could screw less things up. Sure. And, and it's flat on the top, so I could put things on it. Okay. Like, my Blackjack is like, it just takes up all the space. Dude, then, then buy it. So, so if I went from the Onyx Blackjack to this, yep. you you would say does it matter? Like, or They're, they literally do the same thing, and and I, and uh, you have a, a high quality one, and mm. uh, the Focusrite is also high quality. So, you know, I would say that you're you're good with either one of those. However, here's what I will mm. say: if let's say one day you want to do podcasts live, and you want to have multiple uh. people. You wouldn't be able to be, because you only have an audio interface with one input, you would only be able to put one microphone into it. Right. Now, the reason I bought the mixing board is because I one day hoped that I could have, you know, four microphones and we can all be in one room and all piped it into one board and then all go into, you know, into my computer. Mm. So that's the reason I have a multi channel mixing board. But if you never plan on having anyone else in your office ever, doing a podcast with a separate microphone, then you're good with just the Focusrite Scarlet Solo. Okay. Um, and if you like less buttons, then yes, it'll have less buttons. <laughs> now, one thing I want to mention on both units, all, all of these units that I'm mentioning, these, all these audio uh, interfaces, mixing boards, whatever you have, with the SM7B, it's a dynamic microphone, and it's, it requires a lot of power to hear to like draw sound out of it and it dynamic microphones don't really do well with uh what's called phantom power which is sending an extra 48 volts of power through the microphone cable the cloud lifter or the act the mic activator allows you to send 48 volts meaning putting like click the phantom power button right and still use this dynamic mic and so because it's such a big mic with such a with such a big like magnet on the back. This is a heavy mm-hmm. mic, by the way. The, the SM7B. It looks big. It's, it's it looks heavy. like half of it, or less than half, is the actual like mic part. Yeah, it's a heavy piece of equipment. It requires power, but it, it can't take too much. And so the cloud activator helps to to limit that. And so you it, it basically boosts it, the gain a little bit before it enters the the, the audio interface. Well, okay, hold on a second. Yeah. So uh, this thing you're saying prevents too much power from going to the mic, or it, you're saying it? What, what is it? It adds power. Yeah. And you yeah. Have, like, so it phantom power into, like an outlet. Right. So phantom power uh, is is on all these things that I mentioned. Like the the even my mixing board has a phantom power button. Right. Your oh, Onyx yeah, does. Actually, mine does too. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's it's on. I don't know if it should be. It on. It should be on. Yeah. It should so, be on. Yep. So Phantom Power uh, gives passive mics, mainly dynamic mics, 
up to 25 more decibels, ah. right? But what the cloud lifter does, well, the cloud lifter, it allows you to use phantom power to give dynamic mics 25 more decibels without passing all that phantom power to the actual mic. I got you. It's, it's kind of like, I, I honestly don't really understand the, 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 the pure technology of it, but basically you need the cloud lifter with this specific mic to, to use phantom power on your system. Otherwise, before I had the cloud lifter on this mic, I had mm. the gain, the gain channel on my, on my mixing board cranked all the way up and my volume cranked all the way up and I was maybe, I was barely getting any sound out of it. I was I was getting sound, but I had to oh. really crank the gain. And if you have a piece of shit audio interface or a piece of shit mixing board that has a crummy gain channel, you're going to get a lot of white noise that's going to suck. Can, can we dive into those knob things real quick? Sure. Okay. What is what is gain do? Because I am, I have mine set at like I want to say seventy seventy percent. Yeah. And. Actually, almost all my knobs are at that, yeah, that I mean, amount. Yeah, I don't gain, know why. Gain, for lack of a better like understanding, is basically uh, mic volume. Okay. So, okay. Um, then... It, it makes your on, mic more sensitive to, to, to pick up sound. Okay. So, okay. So, if I was getting like literally trucks passing on the street outside my window, I would turn the gain down. Or if I was peaking, Right. I would if you turn were peaking, you would turn the gain down, yeah. Okay, fair. Yep. Now there's there's a button that says if it's not pushed in, it says line, and if it is pushed in, it says high Z, uh, high dash Z. Yeah. So I believe uh, now you're getting a little uh, even ahead of my pay grade. Um, I mean, like I'm saying, these are the literally the two things. Yeah, that are on I think this. high Z is for uh, guitars, and mm. uh, line is the um, quarter inch jack. So you can do you can do XLR cables or you can do like a like a like a uh, guitar cable j- jack. So I would always do line because I'm podcasting. No, you would no. You don't need line. Line is when you I, have a quarter inch cable. Oh, so because mine, I think it's on line. Well, it might not I mean, matter because you have it plugged in, so it may not switch it either way. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so you have XLR cables which are for microphones, and then you have. Uh, or microphones or speakers, like my speakers that I have on my desk take XLR cables because they're giant. Um, microphones take XLR cables. Guitars take quarter-inch cables. Okay. <laughs> this is getting real deep. <laughs> well, no, no, because I – okay. I want to be able to buy and own the thing and know what the hell it does. Of course. Because you I'm, I'm not an audio guy. Yep, like, you, but you're a podcaster. To, I don't want you to, You've been a professional yeah. podcaster for the last five years. <laughs> And I'm learning finally right. how to like I don't have to fly you out to like I don't know turn some knobs. So real quick, yeah. there's two other things on there if you don't mind. Sure. Um, mono or stereo doesn't matter. Yes, for you it does because you have two inputs, so you need mono. Even though I'm only using only only using one XLR. Uh, yeah, I guess it won't plug. matter if. Uh, so basically, if you the way your system works, if you plug two XLR inputs into it. You would have uh-huh. it would be split stereo left and right. So one microphone would be coming out of the left channel, one microphone would be coming out of the right channel. If you set it to mono, it would both come out of the same channel. It would okay. be unified. And then the last knob that I don't understand that's not clear is it says two mon. Like M O N. I don't know. So Oh, okay. two monitors. 
Yeah, so if you had speakers plugged in, if, if you were using speakers um, connected to that, they probably have two outs for like having speakers uh, to it. That'll turn okay. the volume up on your monitors. Because I have a monitor knob, but I literally plug my headphones directly into the box. Yes. So I guess that's for – so that middle – okay. That mitigate. Cool. Yeah, you don't need the monitors. Monitors are another word for speakers. Okay, I will allow you to continue past okay. this box. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry if we're getting like a little too deep into the weeds here, but this is kind of what we're trying to do. Uh, so, so professional podcasters in a room, you know, like mm. like let's let's say Comedy Bang Bang Joe, let's say Joe Rogan, Mark Marin. Okay, right. I know for a fact they both use SM7Bs as their microphones of choice for all their guests and themselves. Uh they uh, use boom arms to mount the mic. Now, the mic itself, when you buy the mic, it comes with a mount. Like, it's all one. This is all one piece. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't, you can't detach it. And so they have it hooked up to a boom arm that either comes off the desk in, in some way, shape, or form. The boom arm that I'm using is the Heil, which is H-E-I-L. Uh, I would love something better than this. But it works. What you have is fine, Andrew. You don't need to upgrade this because I, I, will pro- I have springs in mine. When I move mine, I hear them. You hear, like you hear them, but clink. I don't think I hear them. But I, yeah, oh, I okay. agree that you don't. You don't want those springs in there. But uh, and mine doesn't have the springs. But I, I know there's better and more expensive boom mics that that these other podcasters use. But the Heil's pretty good. So how much did you? Does one hundred twenty dollars sound? That sounds right. about right. Yeah. Okay. So if you were to get like your dream boom arm, it would be the one. Be? Yeah, it would be the one that they use on the H three H three podcast, and I haven't done the research to find out which one it is. But it actually is a mic. It's a boom arm that comes up from the bottom instead of over the top. Like, see, what mine like comes off the desk and then comes up off the desk, makes an angle, and then here's the mic, and I can move mm. it wherever I want to. It's it's nice, but there's ones that actually are the reverse. Now that understand. meaning like the, they, the arm come down. the arm bends the other way. Oh, I see what you're you know saying. What I mean? Okay, or, or it bends towards your desk. Yeah, so arm. like I could ha- I could mount it right to the front, and you can see it in the if you go to H three H three Productions podcast in YouTube, you can see what they use. Um, but I haven't done enough research to find out. Like I can look it up right now. Boom arm for pod or for a radio like whatever it, it there's 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 more expensive ones you can get that are nicer um but the hile is pretty good the road is supposed to be pretty good uh oh here i think is this um this is so like this is so haphazard um i'm gonna have to edit the fuck out of this podcast i'll tell you that right now uh, I'm trying to see on Amazon if they actually have one that flips that way, but I don't see one. So it might have to be like a you might have to go to a custom website to get that to get that. And I think the one I'm looking at is the OC White Mike Light ULP. OC White. Yeah, and I don't know how that attaches to the desk or not, but it's. It's a mic that basically comes up from the desk. It's not a mm. over. It's not a over the, um, like it's not a boom arm. Oh, okay, that's, that's what fine. I would get. I mean, but I mean a boom arm is fine. The, the Heil I like. It works. I like it. Um, 
And then, yeah, so, so with this setup, right? So you have, the, you have the mic, the SM7B, you have the Heil boom arm. You're going to need two mic cables, one mic cable for the Heil because it doesn't come with its own. And then the cloud activate that plugs into the cloud lifter, right? And then mm-hmm. from there, you have another mic cable that goes into an audio interface. In your case, you have the Onyx. In my case, I have the Mackie eight-channel mixing board uh, or the one that you want us to focus right. And then that has a USB cable that plugs into your computer, and then you're done. And so uh, in terms of, like, feet, like, I would get, like, a six-foot one from my boom to the cloud activator? Yeah, you don't, need you, a, you don't need a long one to the cloud activator. Depending on where your, how your system's set up, you don't know. You, you, everything's on your desk, so you don't need long cables at all. So six-foot okay. would be fine. For both, for oh. both cables, so you can buy two six foot XLR cables uh, at decent at a decent price uh, with the boom arm, the cloud activator. Your Onyx is fine, and you have the SM7B. And then you don't need a pop screen because the mm-hmm. SM7B comes with two different foam microphone things. So it comes with a really thin one, which is the one I'm using, which is the one most podcasters use, and it comes with a real big ass thick one. And what, what's the difference? I don't know. I, I had the thick one on for a while. I, I believe the, the thicker one just minimized the, the pop sound, mm. you know? But I didn't like how big it was and how, like, it, it just was just too big in my face. So I went with the thinner one, and all the other podcasters seem to be using that one. So it sounds fine. And it allows so, you to talk directly. I'm, I'm talking, you know, a couple of inches away from the front of the mic. Okay, and because that's what I wanted to kind of ask is when we first started recording, yeah. and I got this mic, you were like, uh, like, and you like repeatedly like beat it into me, you're like Andrew, your nose has to touch the pop screen. Yeah, and the pop screen is maybe like two inches away from the the mic. Yep, and so I, I'm like eating the pop screen. Right. It, so with this microphone, you won't have to do that. So I will be. I could. I could be decently close, but it's not to be right in my. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and as far as soundproofing, you had a bunch of soundproofing gear. You're, you're sitting in, you don't, you, first of all, you don't need a shock mount. So the shock mount for that microphone, because it's so sensitive is like when you move your mic around, uh, like I'm moving it back away from my mouth on the boom arm, it, it, that shock kind of absorbs sound. Like if I hit, you know, if I hit the boom arm, you don't have mm-hmm. that problem too much with the, uh, with the SM7B. So they don't, they don't need shock mounts. Um, the soundproofing of your room. So I'm in a room um, with cathedral ceilings. My ceilings go real high. I have the bathroom door opened with a tub and tile, but my my room is carpeted. And it sounds pretty dead, but if you were to listen really close, you would hear that I'm in a big room. But because mm-hmm. uh, I use this microphone, it's it. I don't really need soundproofing. I can absolutely get it, and I should get it, but you don't need sound stuff on your wall. The more sound stuff you put in your wall, the, just the denser the sound is. But mine's pretty dense with this microphone. So even just like things in the room that aren't flat will be will help. Oh yeah, I mean like putting a couch in, putting thick carpet in. Um, you know, obviously if you can you can put up, you know, soundproofing things on your wall. Like if you look at Thomas's room, it's just like covered in soundproofing gear. Mm. He's got a big room, but. Uh, and he he uses a shotgun mic, so the shotgun mic I believe he uses as a condenser mic, so it picks up the room sound, a lot of ambient noise, and he doesn't want that. So it obviously makes a lot of sense for him to have that. 
And so he's doing videos, but he's he needs that because the mic is even further from his yeah, mouth. Yeah, so it than... needs to be, yeah, be able to pick him up. So most podcasting rooms, if you look at them, like they do have some sound stuff on the walls, but they're using the SM7Bs and they don't need a lot. I don't. Mm-hmm. I would. I would recommend that if you when you buy this mic because you're going to buy it today, uh, and you're going to get the setup that you don't need that thing in front of you that that like soundproofing foam thing. Dude, I can't wait. I know you don't need a pop screen because it comes with it. Or it comes with a, its own like pop screen cover, sort of. Since uh, I have this cage, should, should I just keep it and attach it? Because like, why the hell not? Or is it just dumb? No, you don't need a cage. You can't use a cage. Oh, okay. This microphone oh, right, because comes yours with everything. Different. Yep. Yeah. Comes with everything you need. Okay, we are forty-eight minutes in. We haven't even talked about uh, headphones. Oh shit! We're wearing the same headphones. We are both wearing the same headphones. They are expensive. I think they were like two hundred bucks. They are the Bear Dynamics D DT seven seven zero Pro. I believe they're eighty ohm. Um, I recommend them because they are studio grade headphones. They are for you know you you wear these headphones. They're very very comfortable. They fit ent- entirely over your whole ear, so they're mm. not pressing on your ear at all. And they're very comfortable. They're very I've very comfortable. Worn them for hours and hours and hours. Yep. That's kind of what they're for. They are for like vocal when you're doing vocal recordings, drum recordings. They they block out the sound around you, and they are uh, they're just they're just comfortable and they're studio grade, meaning they're not enhanced in any way. And I think that is crazy important, especially when it comes to mixing audio. When you when you go to you know do your podcast mixing, I would not use something like Beats headphones or mm. or. Uh, Bose headphones; those are enhanced. Those, their sound is enhanced, but when it when it hits your ear, they're actually more bassy. And so, if you're mixing on those, you're gonna sound like a booming voice, and it's not accurate mm. to when you have the final production of the podcast. So, I would recommend uh, any headphone, and I would any headphone that is made for mixing audio or studio grade or something along those lines. Uh, I've seen, let me see if I can pull up some, like, uh, yeah, auto t- audio Technica makes them bear dynamics, Behringer, Sony. I mean, these are like, again, these are microphones for recording studios and that's what you want. And you're going to pay a pretty penny for them. I will say like, I've used noise canceling ones. Yeah. And those are I also enhanced. If, yeah. I don't know if anyone gets this but i get like a little like hissing in my ear almost feels like someone's like blowing air in my ear and uh quickly it becomes just insanely annoying yeah these have none of that like they're uh incredibly wearable yep you don't want to wear them out like you wouldn't wear them at a coffee shop you look like an idiot well they're like wow that guy is serious Yeah. yeah and there's there's newer ones that are coming out now like i know people are getting really into like a lot of the I watch a lot of like tech reviewers on YouTube and they're they're um reviewing like really expensive microphones for listening to music. That's not what you want. Mm. Because either they're enhanced or they're trying to make music sound better. You need something that are flat. That have a flat sound that are not doing any bass enhancing. Again, they're for mixing music. That's what you want because it, mm. essentially at the end of all this, you're going to be mixing um you're going to be mixing, you know, your voice into a podcast episode. And if you're around a group of people, 
you don't need headphones if you're around a group of people, but the reason you need headphones to like the, the reason that me and you record with headphones is because if I just had my speakers on that, your voice would be picked up through my microphone. And because we're recording over Skype, there's probably some, a delay. And so you're going to hear this like echo ping pongy thing back and forth. And it's really just like annoying. Now, the other thing that so I so you, so if you're going to be doing um, audio interviews via Skype, I would highly recommend getting a decent pair of headphones. Plus, the, these headphones because they fit entirely over your ear and are very comfortable, the sound that are that's coming out of them does not escape them and enter into your microphone. Mm. So that's another reason to get studio grade or you know mixing headphones. I will say that after wearing them for a little bit, your hair will look really stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you may need to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we talked about microphones. Again, the only two that I recommend are the ATR2100 by Audio-Technica and the SM7B with the Cloud Activator by Shure and Cloud Microphones. And I would recommend using, if, you're, if you don't want to use either of those two mics, that's fine as long as you're using a dynamic microphone instead of a condenser mm. uh you don't technically need a boom arm but you want oh my god it is great yeah because otherwise your mic takes up your entire desk exactly you want you it, can't type yeah you want something that's not on a desk because then you can't like bang the desk because it'll pick up the microphone will pick it up through the uh the stand but if you have a stand uh just make sure it's pretty high quality uh, you just want to minimize the noise that's being picked up by your microphone. You know, if like if I had a mic stand sitting on the ground and I banged my foot, like it would be a very booming sound because the mic would the mic stand's going to reverberate into the microphone. Uh, so I, I recommend mean, a boom arm for sure. I, I honestly think it's like the most valuable thing because we have notes and we're constantly yeah. doing things on the computer while we record. And I had found it really difficult when I was just using the. The, the mic stand. Desk, yeah. Yeah, the little desk stand that comes with the ATR2100. And, yeah. yeah, the boom arm is great because you can just move – I can move it around, and you're, you can't even tell that I'm, like, swiveling in my chair right now. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going all the way back. I'm out of view. And you really can't hear it picked up. It's just kind of, like, floating, and it's nice. So as far as soundproofing is concerned, uh, record in a room if you can. Record in a room with low ceilings carpet and 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 furniture like cushy like foam like or, or or cottony furniture whatever because all of that's going to absorb the sound if you're recording in your bathroom it's going to sound like you're recording in a fucking gymnasium and that's just not ideal mm. however uh a dynamic microphone will be a little bit better but it's still going to sound like you're in a bathroom a lot of people i know will stand like in a closet with all their clothes because their clothes will uh. absorb all that noise. But you want to you want a comfortable environment to sit in. So mm. try to get. I mean, if, without without putting like foam soundproofing shit all over your walls, I would opt for just adding carpet, even if it's a throw rug, and uh, a piece of furniture of some sort, like a couch, even if it's a small love seat. Like all of that will absorb noise. Mm. And if not, they make foam panels you can. Um, you know, use double-sided tape and stick them on the walls or use Velcro and you see you can pull them on and off the walls up to you. Uh, and other than that, we have headphones, just good, you know, 
mixing headphones, studio grade headphones, probably going to cost you 200 bucks and up. Do not use uh, enhanced headphones like Beats or, mm. or Bose. Those are the two like big ones. Um, you know, professional podcasters, if they have a multiple, if they have a room full of podcast, full of people who are on the same show, they'll use preamps. So they'll have a mic preamp where the microphone will go into an amplifier and then that goes into the computer. Those are fucking really expensive and I don't recommend mm. those. Um, so do it over Skype. Is basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, mixing board. If you're going to have multiple people, you need a mixing board and you use a preamp. That like the preamp goes into the mixing board, so you can you control the volume of what's going into your microphone. That's if you really want to get serious. Um, you can also get a headphone amp, so that you know you can have multiple headphones plugged into the same thing. Mm. Again, this is this is if you're going to do serious podcasting in the same room, multiple people. You're going to need a mixing board, at least a mixing board and a uh, headphone amp. You're going to need at least those two things. Uh, you can also get a preamp for the microphones if you're really, really, really serious or you're doing like a lot of like audio mixing. Uh, as far as audio interfaces, meaning just like one or two inputs directly into your, you know, from your XLR cable into your computer with, through USB. Uh, we mentioned the, the Scarlet, the Onyx, or a, a mixing board that has a USB out like anything by Mackie is what I usually recommend people. And... Um, then once it's once you have the audio going into the computer, you have to record it. And so, you and I right now are using we're recording over Skype because I'm in Colorado, you're in Hoboken and or New Jersey. New Jersey, yep. And we're recording over Skype, and we use something called Call Recorder. It's e- from Ecam. Ecam with two M's. Is it only for Mac? I don't think it is. I think it's for both. Mm. It's good. Uh, I. I don't know, actually. Yeah, Thomas so, always used like QuickTime or something. Yeah, like that. so you so ultimately um, you want to get the cleanest audio channel possible. So you want to record natively on your own computer and then match it up later. So you know you're hitting record on your end. I'm hitting record on my end, and then we're going to upload those files to the same Google Drive folder, and then we'll mix it in a DAW or a digital audio workstation. Uh, or a DAW, they call it, D-A-W. And I use Logic Audio, Logic Pro, which is for Mac only. If you have a PC, you can use something like Pro Tools. But those are like the super creme de la creme or Cubase or, you know, uh, oh, shit. What's the other one that everyone's using now? The Adobe one? Uh, so there's Adobe. You can use Adobe Audition and God damn it! I can't. I can't believe I, I always forget the name of this. We it's, we use Audition. Yeah, Audition's a good one. Um, they're all kind of the same. Uh, even GarageBand is pretty close to Logic, as long as it has uh, compressors and limiters and allows you to do multi-track editing with advanced export features, like being able to export to MP3 at 128 kilobytes per second in a mono channel, which is what you need for podcasting then you're good. And most of those, even like, even stuff that's really simple, like um, Audacity, it does all that. Oh, dude. So when we first started podcasting, we would create these files and it would be, you know, a 30-minute episode. And I don't know, it was like 100 megs or more. Yeah. And we had had this chat 
with Rob from Lipson. Yeah. And he's like, oh, just check this box. Yep. Do you, what what it was that box? And yeah. it reduced the file size dramatically, saved us money. <sighs> yeah. It was the uh, co- constant variable rate versus the, yeah, constant, yeah, constant variable rate and constant and variable rate. So basically, yeah, I don't, uh, again, you're, this is a little bit above my pay grade, but you want constant. So you want, you don't want it to be a variable. Um, basically, it made the files it smaller and we weren't able to hear the difference between the files. Oh, I mean, okay. we're not so, singing. Yeah. A song, but. So there's, that's the one export option, which may or may not be on your export options, but look for constant. It's a constant frame rate or constant variable rate or, or constant rate. Let me hold on. God damn it, Andrew, you're asking me these fucking questions. I thought I was prepared. <laughs> so am I doing my job? I guess, but now you're making me like open up shit on my computer to like I didn't think you were gonna go this deep with it. They're gonna be like, what microphone? Thanks. <laughs> Great suggestion, Matt. I wanna know all the things. I get it. This is like this is re- if if we're you know, real inside baseball here. Hmm. Uh and I'm not editing any of this. <laughs> I'm just right, telling fine. you. Now. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, okay, so no, no, just to the listeners. Uh, oh, here it is. So yeah, um, in Logic, when you export, there's a variable bit rate encoding. You mm-hmm. don't want that checked. And I, I want to say it is by default checked or something. Yeah, because. you want you want it to. It's based the opposite of it is constant bit rate encoded. So it's the same bit, you know, encoding the whole way through. And uh, so, like, to to kind of think of it on two ends. One, like, it's less file storage in your computer, less you have to pay Libsyn or whomever to host it. But then, uh, your it uses less data for all of your listeners, and they get your shit faster. Yes, um, which helps when it's like one-fifth the size. But what you're specifically talking about is what's called uh, bit, it's bit rate, right? Mm. So you want to export your your uh, your episode as an MP3. I think that's pretty... I mean, some people... like WAV files and ACC files are massive. They're uncompressed. MP3s are compressed. And then there's different bit rates. So uh, there's a bunch of them. But the most common back in the day when MP3s first came out was 128 kbps. So I think it's like kilobits per second. Mm. Uh, we, I, on my show, on, the, on Money Lab, the show, I exported 128 kilobytes per second. And I'm pretty sure you do too on Listen Money Matters. I wouldn't know. Yeah. So, and, and we do it mono. Or in some cases, stereo mode is joint stereo, otherwise known as mono. Meaning it just it's both you know there's no it's not a stereo track you're listening to two people talk you don't need stereo enhancing you know there's not panning and mixing and all that stuff mm. um, so I exported 128 kbps Rob from Lipson uh, this was how many years ago four years ago told us and I and I I would imagine this is still true because if you listen to Mark Marin's show his show has a different sound quality to it it's kind of a little shittier you know. Uh, mm. Even though he uses all good equipment, but he exports at 96 kilobytes per second, and the lower you, the lower the number, the the shittier it's going to sound. But the way the file size will be so small. 
So I personally think that 128 is like a, a good low file size that won't co- that won't like crush the quality. But if you're really trying to save some room and you don't really care about the quality, you know, for the listener because it's just you know you talking, 96 is what uh, Mark Maron uses, mm. and that will dramatically reduce the file size for sure. Do you feel like we covered like end to end gear setting it up? I mean, like software recording. Yeah, you can go much deeper. I think you could even say like you know, depending on the type of podcasting you're recording. Like what we do is is one mic into my computer, one mic into your computer, recording over Skype, but we record independently on our own end and then upload those native files to a. Uh, sound editing software where it sounds like we're in the same room. So people are sometimes shocked when they find out that me and you do not record in the same room. We record across the country. And before, and actually, even, when, even when we weren't, even when I was close to you, I was still in Philadelphia. You were in New York City. We were recording over Skype. So um, I know the episode that goes live will sound smooth, like end to end. But uh, while we were talking... Matt, you were roboting a little bit, but because we could record on both sides, yep. we have the best. Ch- we could use the best channel from each person. Yes, so I can just talk through it. I know what you're saying, sure, or I could just whatever. Um, and I, I just feel like that double redundancy has been a lifesaver so much. Yeah, and and here's the thing, um, you know, if you're recording with somebody who doesn't understand how to do their own audio setup on their side of it, Skype. The call recorder will record the other side, and if they are robot-y, you know you have to deal with that. It's like it's like basically taking a call. Um, you know, it's still there for you to use, and you can split those tracks with eCam, which is nice. Uh, you don't have to, but y- you can. And uh, if you're in the same room, you know that's when you need a mixing board. That's when you need a, a mixing board with multiple channels where you can put multiple mics into the same unit and record them all at the same time, but you will have to control the volume of everybody. So whenever we were doing a, a live podcast where there's like multiple people in the same room all using this, you know different mics, somebody was managing the board, and if somebody was talking louder than the other person, they would have to like literally put mm. their keep their hands on the faders to like b- bring their volume down a little bit because one person's louder than the other person. And so uh, it becomes a lot more trickier, but you're only stuck with one file. The other thing I wanted to mention, I kind of forgot to bring this up, is you know, you, you probably hear on like Serial or a lot of these uh, Gimlet Media shows, they're on the scene. Like they're recording episodes outside of the studio. Yeah. You know, how are they doing that? You know, I've heard Joe Rogan say that he's used the iPhone like voice recorder to do episodes. Really? Yeah. And now they have microphones that plug into the mm. actual iPhone. Now, you can do it that way. That's a really like inexpensive way, especially if you already have a smartphone to record audio. But I use something called um, a DR40 by Tascam. And another version of that is called a Zoom. And my DR40 is, I think it was like 140 bucks or something, or 150 bucks. And it allows you to uh, put two microphones into it, two XLR cables into it, and it has microphones oh. built onto it. And you can 
you can travel with it. It's battery operated. It records to a uh, you know a uh, what do they call those things? The little disc mini. What are uh, they called? Damn it, card, SD card. Jesus. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, so I, they yeah. record to an SD card, and that's what um, I remember. You had that. It yeah, was really cool. Actually. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah. So if you're doing podcasts like you know out in public, or you want to go record stuff on the street, you would bring I have one of an those. Edition. So back when we had first were getting gear, yeah. uh, we were going to maybe do some video things, and uh, I got uh, this Rode Smart Lav uh, lapel mic, yeah, and it literally says for iPhone on the Amazon thing, and uh, so you could literally use that, run it under your shirt, clip it, you know, to yep. your collar, um, and it, it was great quality. It's good and quality it goes with the iPhone. Yeah, it's good quality. Uh, I actually don't like that particular piece. Um, I've used it in videos, but I've actually used it on a portable recorder. But you need a you need an adapter for it. But uh, yeah, you can use it for that. It, it's a, it's a condenser mic, those small little lav mics, and they're going to pick up a lot of ambient noise. But because they're so small, they really you know don't pick up a lot of ambient noise. I would if you're going to do on the street stuff, uh, like the way Gimlet does, you know. Like when he's recording in his bedroom, you know, like on, remember that episode of like startup where he's like in his bed, he's yeah. using a, uh, I don't know if he was using a Tascam DR40, but he's using a, what's called a field recorder. And it's a, you know, recording device that, uh, saves to an SD card and allows you to input, uh, XLR cables into it and has phantom power. So you can throw phantom power to your mics. So I could take this entire mic setup with my cloud activator and my DR40 and take it out in public and we could set both microphones up in like a big, you know, gymnasium in the middle of a field and we you and I could essentially do a podcast in the middle of a field with, you know, just one little device, handheld device that'll record all our into audio into the task cam. Into the task cam, yeah. But it only and takes two inputs. I'm looking at it right now and it's uh 189.99 yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and it has and, built and it has microphones built into it, so you actually don't even need external microphones. You can just pass them back and forth. You know, and you can just talk right into it, like a if, talk boy. If you have, right, yeah, and, and it kind of looks like that. Kind of looks like um, that, yeah. I want to say that if you made it this far and you found it useful, you're like, I want all these things, but you're at the gym or where if you're listening, where most of my podcast listeners are, like. During sex, of course. Then yes. you could always go to the show notes of Money Lab. Um, but we don't have show notes. Well, maybe for this episode, you should make a thing with all the links. Well, all right, I will probably do that. But I definitely want to make a, an entire podcasting, you know, pillar article, which we are we are definitely going to work on. And it may not be this year, but we'll definitely have something out there. But if you have any questions, but you, you could can even put something up that isn't insane to start so they could literally buy through your link yeah i'll throw, I'll throw up some links there's so but if you have any questions about matt take the affiliate income i know Please, I'm trying i know to set Look, you up if you i know what you're doing <laughs> Uh, it's just you're giving me fucking work to do, and I have to do this podcast. So, look, if you have questions about what we talked about here, I know this was like a super in the weeds episode. You're probably not even interested in it, but if you're just curious about like what we use to podcast, what I use to podcast, uh, and record videos, I, re- I use this microphone and this entire setup to record uh, all my core stuff. Look, sound quality makes a difference. People oh, have complained. Uh, like we get like lots of emails when it is not up to par. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, ultimately, it makes people not want to listen. 
And look, you're already fighting to get subscribers. The last thing you want them to do is leave because of some stupid issue with sound when yeah. the content is solid. Yeah. So uh, if you have questions about what we use, please email me, matt at moneylab.co. And while you're there, uh, also send me a new middle name suggestion. I want to thank uh, Kieran T- Kieran Ty at Kieran underscore Ty for my new middle name this week via Twitter. Thank you, Kieran. Uh, he's a uh, he lives close by. We've hung out a few times here in, in Denver. Um, and looks if you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify now or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's awesome. And if you really like the show. Tell a, friend, tell a friend about it or tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes and hopefully they'll become a subscriber and they'll know everything there is to know about podcasting gear, uh, but they won't know a lot about why podcasting gear works because apparently I don't know <laughs> the very technical details of uh, what these things do, but I just know what why they're used and why they're not used. So, I but, selfishly found that helpful. Well, so. good. So you're going to upgrade all your shit? Once we finish recording episodes, I'm literally making the purchase. All right, so your voice should sound not that much different, but <laughs> at least you'll be you'll you'll feel comfortable in your in your nice swivel chair. Which, oh, dude, I know this is this is bonus. Um, you might hear in the beginning of a couple of these episodes, you might hear my fucking chair. Oh, really? Yeah, because my chair was like, (laughs) and it was annoying the shit out of me. I bought these like $40 chairs from Staples or whatever. We both have them, Steph and I, in this office. Staples is still in business? Yeah, weirdly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably got another year left or something. I think so. Although we went to the store to buy them, so I guess, you know. Um, But I recently bought a new chair because it was the it was hurting the podcast episodes i was people could hear the chair squeaking not that i got any complaints but i it it annoyed me so that was that was good enough Mm. and you happen to have the exact same chair i do because i did an extensive amount of research and i wanted the best one uh you know i wanted lumbar support (laughs) yeah and uh yeah i mean i I live in this chair yeah uh what is it Oh, it's, it's <laughs> you don't remember? Uh, I remember. the I forget the name. So it's made by Herman Miller. Yes, it it's the it starts with an H. The name of the chair. No, it's a Heron. 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 A, yeah, A. Yeah, A. Uh, love this chair. Highly recommend it. Great mm. for podcasting. Great for business in general. But it's like fucking, you know, depending on the the extra support you get, it's like a thousand dollars. Mm. Oh, I didn't get all that. I just have like a stupid plastic thing. That I, I didn't even get bo- that. I got the I got the cheapest like base grade version of the chair. I got like I think mine was uh, refurbished or pre owned. Oh, something. really? So how much because did you the, pay? The, uh, I don't know. I got I, it through a, a weird chair site. So they're incredibly popular, mm. and they're quiet. I mean, this chair is just like super quiet. It's easily the best chair I've ever had. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh. Yeah, so it, mine cost like eight hundred, I think it was, or eight ninety nine ah. or something. So I, I bought it from HermanMiller.com. You did, yeah. Uh, I got mine from Office Designs Outlet or <laughs> OfficeDesigns.com, and it is a Aeron chair 
highly adjustable, certified pre-owned. Nice. How much? How much? Road tested. Ass tested. Okay, so how much did you pay for yours? Eight ninety nine, I think. I think it was. How eight, much did it? I don't know how much. Mine has highly adjustable carbon with forward tilt size B lumbar, yep. adjustable lumbar, Ooh. arm pad finish, black vinyl, casters gliders, hardwood something. Sure. Five seventy nine. All right, you got a deal. Yeah, sweet deal. Yeah. yeah. It's a, shipping yeah. And handling zero. Ooh, yeah. Mine was free shipping. Yeah, I mean, uh, not really a podcasting, not a piece of podcasting gear, but if you're, again, getting very serious in the podcasting, and if you're sitting at your chair while you podcast for what now is an hour and 15 minutes of this fucking episode. Okay, I've been talking to you on Skype for five hours That's today true. so far, and I got up to pee. All right, well. And get pretzels. Dude, thanks for uh, asking all those questions. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Cool, man. All right, thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 